0: everybody and welcome back to the latest episode of the coin journal podcast i'm dan ashmore financial analyst here at coin journal today i'm joined by christian sarah who is touchpoint program manager at iota which is one of the world's biggest cryptocurrencies how are you today christian i'm good how are you i'm good yeah thanks for coming on the show um so tell me a little bit like what is iota just to start off
1: Yep, sure um so iota as you as you mentioned right it's actually one of the first um, and oldest cryptocurrencies that are around It actually was founded to to find an alternative to blockchain um so it's based on a DAG a directed acyclic graph um, which means that transactions normally are packaged and collected and packaged into blocks right and for iota and that doesn't really happen when transactions are actually just attached to previous transactions which means that you end up with a ledger that is just more scalable. It's very lightweight, and then it's also parallelized. So you don't have to wait until a block gets confirmed, but you actually just um, are able to confirm individual transactions alongside each other. And that makes it kind of in a really flexible, um, yeah, layer layer one um, and anchor for state changes just generally.
0: Yeah, so, so, so that sounds pretty good obviously and a a big emphasis on speed but let me let me ask you like is there a disadvantage because i know like there's so many different blockchains with so many different approaches and there's kind of advantages and disadvantages to them all like have iota made any trade-offs to kind of prioritize speed like that and, and go the way they have
1: right so i think in general um one of the disadvantages right now is that you need high activity on the ledger um to make sure that you can actually confirm previous transactions right because um, right now, how it's set up is that by attaching new transactions, you do some work to, to really verify previous ones. Um, so if there's no activity on the ledger, then you actually end up in a state where it's very easy to attack in some ways. And this is why right now we have introduced um, a workaround, the coordinator, to do that. Um, and part of what we're working on right now is actually to find a solution to get rid of this um, attack vector, I think.
0: Okay, interesting. Um and like, it's obviously, you mentioned there, like IOTA kind of is one of the, well, it's not old, but in cryptocurrency terms, it's very old. Mm-hmm. Um, so does does that give you guys kind of a different perspective, having seen this? Because I I remember you guys, you, you were around uh, through the last crypto bear market and now that we've kind of turned again, does that give you some extra perspective or even extra security knowing that you've come through it before?
1: Well, I think it, it gives us a bit of trust in the market. Um, because we've been around for so long and we actually survived through different bear markets, right? Um, and we're still here, still working. And I guess in terms of what we've planned and what we're working on right now, we're actually going stronger than ever um, with some really big utility upgrades um, plan. And I think the second thing is really that we see our vision kind of indicated right now because you see other projects really adopting this stack-based this architecture as well. You have Aleph Zero, you have... Um, newer projects like Updos also Phantom and Near that are playing around with that concepts. So um, putting the graph at the core of their letters. So so we really see that the ideas are adopted more. Um, But I think it's really just experience of having been around for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean when you say people know you aren't going to go away because so many cryptos did go under in the last bear market. Um, So about these like upgrades. Can you maybe talk about a little bit more about some of them? Like you've, you've got say Shimmer, for example, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to talk about that? Maybe.
1: Yep. Right. Right. So, so maybe, um, before we go to Shimmer, um, just we, with the tangle with this architecture, we have a really, really, um, scalable and very flexible way to track state changes. Right. So I think this is a very good foundation to build on. Um, but what we realized is that the ledger was actually lacking a bit of utility in the past um and and therefore we're kind of working on three major things at the moment which on the one hand um, is introducing upgrades on layer one um for one this is turning the tangle and the ledger into a multi-asset ledger so we introduced recently tokenization features on layer one um, which allows you to to really mint native tokens so to say right so you have normally you have one token which is the native token and then you deploy smart contracts to create additional tokens Um, and we created kind of a token foundry on layer one so you can just mint assets that are as secure um, as the native asset, right? So you just turn this ledger into a ledger where you just, you call one function, you mint additional tokens. Um, And this can be NFTs, this can be ERC20-like tokens. This can be any kind of asset that you want to represent. Um, So this is, I think, part one, just extending capabilities on layer one. And then the second part is that we really realized that the industry is going into a direction where you need smart contracts to do actually more, more sophisticated uh, computation. So what we're working on right now and actually finalizing is a layer two smart contract solution, which just anchors smart contract state changes to layer one, um, but you can run smart contract chains on layer two. And these are at the moment, they're designed to be VM agnostic. So the first one is going to be EVM compatible, but you can just use EVM, you can use Solidity, you can use Wasm-based smart contracts. Um, so really flexible and giving developers lots of, um, yeah, lots of, lots of possibilities to play around with. And then the third part is really, um, again, going back to layer one, and um, what we're working on is a new consensus algorithm that actually mitigates some of the risks that I had earlier, right? Um, just allows people, network participants, to find consensus um, even yeah, quicker um, in a more secure way. And the framework that we've come up with, we've actually named it Nakamoto Consensus on a DAG. So it's kind of going back to the basics of, or the, the really, the origins of crypto and implementing what Nakamoto envisioned just on a DAG instead of on a blockchain. Um, So these are three, I would say, really, really major upgrades that we're working on. Um, And as they're gonna change how our technology works in a fundamental way, we've actually now introduced a second brand, which is Shimmer, which you just mentioned, um, which is in comparison, you, you can see it a little bit as the Kusama to Polkadot, right? So we have Shimmer to IOTA. Um, So it's an additional network that we released um, just as an incentivized test net and really kind of a staging network um, for all the changes that are going to come to IOTA um, and just have them battle tested on Shimmer first. So everything that we're working on comes to Shimmer. And then after it's proven, it goes um, over to IOTA.
0: Okay, interesting. So it's very much a kind of bear market is time to build sort of approach. Um, (laughs) Exactly. I, I presume Shimmer was in the works for, for a long time behind the scenes, was it? Right. Um, so,
1: I mean, in the works, it was naturally because all the technology that we're working on for Shimmer is also, we're working on that for IOTA. Um, but we've been working on the brand and kind of the concept for a while now. Um, we recently just, end of September, we released the layer one um, for Shimmer. So Mainnet is actually live. And, um, to do that, we did kind of a fully fair launch. So all the tokens for Shimmer, uh, the Shimmer tokens were actually airdropped to existing IOTA community members, um, 100%, so there was no pre-mine, nothing that went to insiders, but right? everything just went to IOTA stakers. Um, so maintenance is live and now we're finishing up the smart contract solution um, to go live in a couple of weeks as a testing. And then um, once we see that it works fine, we're going to also bring it to Shimmer mainnet.
0: That's pretty cool the way you Fair launched it. I I really don't like sometimes when you see these cryptocurrencies come online and they just, you know, it's like 40% to 20% inside is another 20% of VCs and all this kind of obscure tokenomics. So that's a good thing. Um, yeah,
1: It was really nice. And I think it's just cool because all the community members now also have tokens to play with once kind of all the DeFi and crypto applications come to Shimmer, right? So so they don't need to go out and necessarily buy their tokens. They already have them to just experiment there.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess that's the big challenge, right? Is, is kind of attracting that liquidity for, for any project in this space at the start. So um, have you, uh, like, how's it been so far? I guess it's only been a few weeks, but are you guys happy with the launch?
1: Yeah, really happy, actually. Um, so it all went really well on the tech side, which which is just super nice to see. Um, and then it's also really, really nice to see kind of the feedback from community members, right? Because for IOTA, we never really had decentralized applications, crypto applications on the IOTA Tangle before. Um, and just now seeing community members get exposure to, to these applications for the first time, right? And it's in a, in a very limited sense right now because we don't yet have smart contracts. Um, so it's just a couple of applications that are able to operate on layer one, but just there, um, seeing people p- play around with it. Um, I know, just get experience with committing liquidity for the first time and all of that. Um, and the feedback has been great. So, so really happy with the launch so far.
0: Cool. And is it, is it slightly intimidating or daunting? Like launching something like this in like uh, this climate that we're in, where kind of the sentiment's just so bad across, not even just cryptocurrency, just across the entire financial sphere. Like, is that is that daunting?
1: I don't, I don't really think so. Um, I mean, obviously you, you think about it a bit and you're, you're worried a bit. And I think you see it more in this, um, in this way of attracting investors for really the, the DeFi applications and all that. So, so I think there is a little bit more of a struggle, but for us, I think it was actually a great opportunity because there's not too much going on right now, right? The space is not insanely crowded and there's not um i would say network launches every week so so if you launch one and it goes well you actually i think are capable of attracting more attention um and really positioning it well and then also scaling it up scaling it up in a more responsible way in the beginning because you don't need to come like really you know you don't need to go full degen or, or crazy to just um be realized in the, in the market right now
0: yeah, that, that's an interesting point, actually. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you on the... Because, you know, during the bull market when literally there was something launching, multiple things launching each day yeah. and they all just inevitably immediately mooned uh, and it kind of does take away a little bit from it. So I'd say this definitely got more, more attention compared to, yeah, what, what it got amid the hype. But yeah, I guess mm-hmm. the flip side is, is all that cash gone away. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like sometimes when I think like a lot of that irresponsible leverage just had to be flushed out. Like you see characters like three hours capital and celsius and all these like hopefully the space is healthier and like it's it's a more stable framework underneath that we can kind of build on going forward i don't know i would I agree uh... actually
1: and i mean and part of my role is really working with all the community projects for shimmer right so so working with all the d5 projects all the nft projects um and and just talking to them while they get ready to launch and if you look at lots of the discussion that's going on there it's really about how can we turn our tokenomics more sustainable, right? And this is mainly for gaming, for example. People are thinking about not necessarily going away from the play-to-earn model, right, and just abandoning it completely, but just finding more sustainable alternatives and not maybe just handing out huge amounts of token in the beginning. Or And the same goes for DeFi projects. How can you create yield that's more sustainable, more long-term? And if you just listen to all these people rethink these concepts, I think that's actually encouraging and and it's it's more healthy and more sane i guess
0: oh it definitely is like like people forget sometimes how many smart people and developers are in this space so i mean during the hysteria it was almost like just copy paste wait till token explodes kind of thing but uh (laughs) yeah it's good that people are looking at this and that's a perfect example at DeFi when those yields were kind of (laughs) they're insane and then now they've kind of collapsed a little bit as they should, in line with like the market getting more efficient and everything so yeah it's um Hopefully it'll be be healthy in the long term. But do you think, like, how much of a reputational damage do you think the space in general has had? Like, do you think that kind of hurts you guys by just association being in the cryptocurrency space and launching something new? Just the fact that people hear crypto nowadays, and even though, you know, you might not have anything to do with some of those companies that went down, but like, they'll immediately just say, oh, Terra, Celsius, whatever. Like, is there kind of a knock there?
1: Maybe I think the space in general a little bit. I would say, and it's it's kind of a pity, right? Because many of these really crashes that happened were either flawed concepts, right? Terra maybe, and then you had lots of CFI actors that actually went went kind of under, um, or more traditional firms, right? And they were actually acting in the DeFi space, but not necessarily DeFi, right? Um, and they actually tarnished the reputation of DeFi just by association. Um, so I think that, that kind of hurt the space in general, I wouldn't say it it hurt us specifically, um, on the one hand, because we're just getting started now, right? so I think for us, it's really this opportunity of redoing and and maybe improving on some of the concepts that happened before. Um, but then also because we, we did have some corporate and industry connections from before, from kind of the, the prior focus of IOTA on machine economy, industry 4.4.0, um so i think we we actually have quite a good reputation in that space um but now we're really focusing on the DeFi part and the crypto part and there it, it's this little echo chamber right everybody is excited about DeFi because they're in the space um, so i think it, it hasn't
0: really done anything in the
1: short-term prospect
0: yeah and i, I think That kind of hits the nail on the head there when you said like it was a lot of centralized acting. Like DeFi actually did great during it. Like DeFi acted exactly how it should. You know, liquidations went exactly how they were. They were coded on chain to do so. Like there was no issues. Um, Bar like Terra, which obviously is a a flawed model, like you say. Uh, Yes, that was technically DeFi. Um, But yeah, so. But like, I guess going forward, like what's the long-term vision for IOTA? Like how does it fit into the, the final cryptocurrency ecosystem or layer whatever that may look like yep um so
1: i think generally um what we set out to do was really create this very very scalable layer one that is able to to kind of become the settlement layer for the machine economy but if you extend that it's also machines interacting with humans so it's kind of for the entire economy essentially right so so you want we wanted to create a backbone for for the digital economy but also for the physical econ- economy kind of by connection um and we're still going after that in a sense we just evolved this vision i would say and just um we're focusing on introducing more utility on layer one on layer two um potentially going back to layer one with smart contracts on there as well um so i think we just are after creating not only an architecture that is well suited for crypto crypto applications um this is what where we're focusing on the short term right bringing on DeFi, bringing on nft gaming um those kinds of use cases but then afterwards just an architecture that's flexible enough to really represent the economy at large i would say right and, and really give people tools to create decentralized alternatives to how we're running the economy maybe also some societal aspects um, at the moment in a very centralized way in the future on iota um, you should be able to do that all decentrally.
0: And are, are, are you guys, like, super impressed or shocked or at how fast you've grown given you only launched a few years ago? Because a lot of these, like, sometimes I think cryptos compared to other cryptos in the space has obviously exploded. But, like, it's still on, on a kind of overall basis, like if you compare it to any co- company outside of crypto, like, it's still insane some of the, the growth that we've seen here. And, and IOTA is one of those companies.
1: Yeah. No, I think we're not really... Um... I would say not, not really shocked at the growth, right? Um, because I think we, we've been growing in the community side a lot um, and we have actually a large community that is very interested, very committed in IOTA um, that we're working with right now. I think on the utility side, we haven't seen that growth so far, right? We, we've we been working on it for a long time now, but it hasn't really manifested. On, on the industry side, POCs we did, but then we struggled a bit to to yeah, translate that into production use cases and production, uh, really, products. Um, And now on the DeFi and the crypto side, we've been working with around 70 projects, right, and and getting them all ready to launch. Um, But the main roadblock there is still smart contracts hitting Shimmer. Um, So I think the actual growth will will, will kind of come once Shimmer goes live with smart contracts and you can see all the, I would say, projects that we've been working on for the last year. Um, and then that's going to really translate into, I think, explosive growth and something that's really visible to to any end user, to any retail investor. Because before these these kind of company use cases were, I would say, hidden behind the surface or below the surface. Um, so more excited about what's to come, I think, than than um, what what has happened so far. At least that's this kind of my take.
0: That's, that's a good take to have, yeah. <laughs> and how did you get into IOTA in the first place?
1: Um, so I was kind of looking at it from the outside for, for quite a while. Um, stumbled ac- across it in 2017 when I was working um, with a friend and just understanding blockchain more generally. And he was super excited about IOTA because they were doing something different. Um, And then I was looking at it, um, but just observing how they were going from the outside, not really actively following it. Um, And then when I was looking actually for my first job out of university last year, I was again talking to a friend and and we were chatting and and just IOTA came up in some way um, and he said, why? Why not join IOTA, right? Would be great. You've been talking about them for a while. And that same day, I actually then saw a job posting that kind of fit perfectly. And, and i applied and i joined and i've been here um since that since that time and started working in the strategy department and then kind of shifted over to the smart contract side and really working with projects and supporting them with their growth
0: okay that's uh that's an interesting journey so you went straight in you you never even you're not like a tradfi crossover you're just always crypto
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just I I mean, I I was looking at it for so long and it's just interesting to me. Um, But I also realized that you can't really understand it if you're just looking at it from the outside. So I just thought I have to get in and to get
0: my hands dirty, so to say. That's a a fair point, yeah. Um, Okay, and and let me so. you, you're saying you came came across it in like 2017. Uh, It's interesting in that IOTA, like I think it's all-time high. They didn't get back to it in the most recent bull run. Like, do you think like Shimmer and with all these other things going on, like is there a path to kind of reclaim, like get right back up those ranks and kind of get back to where it was once the wider, because obviously right now all of crypto and all of the stock market as well, we're all just kind of waiting for the macro climate to kind of ease off a little bit. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's hard to speculate kind of on, on really token price yeah. movement. But what I can say is that um, I would say the previous all-time high was really based on on just market sentiment and speculation because the token never really had a lot of utility, right? And so the next updates, what we're working on right now, especially Shimmer as a first um kind of will probably be yeah, an indicator for how Yoda IOTA is going to perform later. Um, but what you see there is that we have we're, we're introducing, I don't know, just DeFi projects and protocols that would lock up a lot of supply, right? Um, and you just have opportunities to actually use the token on the ledger um, and do something useful with it. So I think that will also translate probably in the price movement and just in the demand for the shimmer token itself and then later for the AOTA token because you can do liquidity provision with it. You might use it as collateral for the stable coin, right? So so everything will suck up kind of um, token supply and then hopefully also reflect in the price.
0: Yeah, and yeah i th- I think that makes perfect sense um there was a lot of speculation going on back in the day so yeah, <laughs> yeah that's still the, still the same around. across the market yeah. <laughs> um in general like are you, are you bullish on that because um like yeah, it was like we were saying earlier like I think it's very impressive that it uh kind of just stayed so strong throughout like people talk about all oh, the the falling yields and all this but that that kind of doesn't really matter that's natural in line with the market like the actual underlying framework here is very strong um yeah. And it's so new as well. Like, if you think what people talk about DeFi summer is, it's only like 2020. Like, if you're saying like, yeah, when we were talking about IOU in 2017, like DeFi didn't even really exist then. So, like, this is so new. So, yeah, what, what maybe just as we kind of come to a close, like, are your overall thoughts on the on the DeFi market?
1: Well, I think
0: I'm really bullish about DeFi in general,
1: um, and and mainly about I think the protocols and the mechanisms that have been developed so far and that continue to being developed. But right? it's not like we have found the first implementation of an amm and now we stopped innovating there right it's it's still continuous um really innovation happening across all fronts um so i think all these mechanisms i'm really bullish on i'm not sure if they're necessarily going to remain as a front end so personally my view is that that you know a DEX homepage, for example, it's not where you want to spend maybe four four hours a day on, right? It's not not necessarily too exciting, boring lending either. Um, and all these DeFi applications so far are really, for me, um, kind of back end mechanisms that you can then compose and that you can use and then maybe implement on the front end, right? So we see projects, for example, just abstracting away the front end part for the DeFi services and working with gaming projects that want to have one place to sell their token on their website, right? They want to have an opportunity to stake their token on their website. And so you you actually build, I would say, relationships with consumer-facing projects, but then they actually really implement the DeFi parts into their user experience, and you can do it all in one place. Um, so I think in that direction, I'm really bullish on it. Um, and then just seeing kind of the continuous innovation and doing stuff that's not possible before, I, mean, I think that's that's very interesting and, and really cool to see in a very transparent way right so you know how it works um and exactly not what happened in cefi that stuff went under because people lost control of their tokens but but you actually see how the mechanisms work on chain right and you can you can see when do i get liquidated and what's going to happen then um so i think that's going to really uh, really help in the future
0: yeah I, i'm totally in agreement with you i think uh like it's funny that when you talk about like a dex front end page and like where and even like the wallet experience everything and that's still mm. where crypto really needs to improve like it's still so clunky like if you tell somebody to go onto uniswap who's not familiar with crypto and do a simple like eth to tether swap or something like that's it's difficult like it's it's not intuitive at all so yeah, yeah i, I, I guess you sure like we need to to
1: be sure <laughs> if you go to kind of a more professional just trading website right and, and want to trade some stocks it's, it's it's the same amount of complexity i would say but but still it's good point not, actually not necessarily fun to do i would say you just do it because you want to invest
0: yeah yeah that's that's a good point it's more just yeah it's so intimidating i think for a new time user sometimes mm-hmm. when you know like one wrong click or you choose the wrong blockchain or token or whatever uh yeah, yeah. wallet address etc cetera, etc cetera. like there's just so many things that can go wrong um but like we're so earlier in terms of building this whole space up so i think we'll get there eventually in terms of an overall ecosystem and yeah, it's kind of exciting and exciting to hear projects like like IOTA and, and Shimmer and stuff kick on. So I guess we just gotta yeah. gotta wait and hope that the, the wider economy comes back and we can kick on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I mean there's no option to not to, to coming back, right? So in some way, um in the wider economy at least. So I'm I'm pretty positive there as well.
0: Yeah, well uh it's a optimistic note to end on. Hope you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah, I'll throw some links in the description for any listeners who want to check IOTA out. And yeah, thanks for dialing in, Christian.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, then.